All right, happy Friday, guys. We have a 10-game slate to go over. Uh, if this is your first time watching, welcome. My name is DK. I make content for uh, DraftKings, NBA Top Shot, and for Prize Picks. The sponsor of this video is Prize Picks, which is a player prop site. A uh, ton of different sports. You can mix and match sports. How it works is you pick two to five player props, and you can win up to 10 extra money. Um, so if you guys want to give it a try, you can sign up and use my code. If you're a first-time user, DKDFS, for a 100% match up to $100. Also, check out the Winter Tilt Show. Me and Mark have been doing, have been talking about some strategy and, and going over some picks, as well as the community picks on PriceFix. So we've been doing that every single day. Uh, we'll be uh, doing that tomorrow as well at 2 p.m. Central. Uh, so make sure to check that one out, guys. Um, and if you're looking for uh, premium content, I do offer that on Patreon.com. Uh, new month now is the perfect time. So if that's something you're looking for. Again, uh, more information on that package is linked in the description below. All right. So uh, before we get into players and the prices, let's look back my up here from tonight. It just, ugh. after after a good last few days, ugh, disgusting sleep. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. So one thing I, I really was hammering home on Patreon was, I didn't feel great about the Chalk Valley, especially Stanley Johnson. Like, I wanted none of that in tournaments. Uh, and I think he has one at half, but knowing my luck, the game will blow out and it'll just smash in the blowout. But, yeah, there, was, there wasn't a lot of standout value plays, so I was, uh, you know, hammering more of the contrarian values. Um, did end up going to Moses Brown there. Wasn't originally. I was messing with my build um, and moved a couple things around. I was going back and forth, like Paul George versus KD. Ended up going KD. Um, he was fine. Again, he was disappointing for a long, long time. Kevin Love was massive chalk. The Cavs got destroyed. Levert almost 90%. Again, Cavs got massively killed. So those guys lost a good chunk of minutes. Nothing you can do about it. Uh, we get overtime for the Bucks. Brooke Lopez benched. He is the slowest person on this earth, on planet earth, there's no one slower than Brooke Lopez. He walks around like he has cement on his feet. God, that was so frustrating. He was a low-owned value play, 3.9 kids, been averaging 20 to 25 fancy points. Benched in a good match against Drummond, right? A slow, immobile big. Like, throw Lopez out there. No way. Gets benched when I buy in. So tilted about that. And then, yeah, I didn't have a spot left here. I had Reese. Once I knew he wasn't starting, I didn't have anywhere I could pivot. So kind of just got screwed there. But I was just more willing to play a lower own value play. One guy I wanted to get to his THT, but I just couldn't afford him uh, over Chalk Stanley Johnson. But, uh, yeah, ugly, ugly slate. And you can tell in the ownership, right, uh, super uh, low, low scoring day. Uh, Malik Monk, massive Chalk right now. He's busting. Karis LeVert, almost 100% owned. He was a bust. Moses Brown was the one piece of chalk that got there. Uh, the blowout did help him, though, right? He, he played basically all that garbage time. So the blowout did uh, give him a pretty significant minutes bump. Are you still having a decent game, though, without the blowout? Um, Stanley Johnson, again, I wanted a 40% Stanley Johnson. I wanted none of that. Um, what else? What? Poro goes for nine fancy points. Um... Let's see again. Love was massive chalk. Again, he was a bust. So like a lot, a lot of landmines tonight. Um, winning lineup right now is Hayes, Levert, Giannis, Katie, Moses Brown, Reggie, who got overtime and we'll, we'll get to it. I, I, the Clippers. I mean, 
there's something else. So, all right, let's let's get uh, let's talk about this ten gamer guys. We'll start off uh, on the Dallas side. Oh, if you do enjoy the YouTube videos, I guess really quick, just make sure to hit the like button. Try to aim for hundred. Uh, subscribe. Uh, closing in eleven point three. Hit the notification bell. Those things do help me out a ton. Um, and as always, guys, I appreciate you watching uh, the videos every single day. But uh, yeah, on the Dallas side, so Luka Doncic twelve one has had back to back phenomenal games seventy five and seventy three. Um, it's in a good matchup here against his former teammate Porzingis. Um, obviously a little bit of a blowout risk, but I think Luca still looks good as his bend up. Didn't really Brunson more secondary plays. I think there's better mid-range options, better mid-range options. I'm not looking to, to DFS. I think the bigs are, are fine values into White Powell, Maxi Kleba. They should split the center minutes. Would expect a low to mid-20s for both. So they're fine, but there's probably going to be better value it opens up, but I think they're 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 decent values, safe value plays, I would say. On the Washington side, Porzingis, revenge game against his former team. He's been playing around 30 to 32 minutes. He's the guy that does have a ceiling, so uh, like him for tournaments. Don't know if I get too many cash game setting, but he'll be super, super productive when he's in the court. And if you're big into the revenge game narrative, then obviously you can look to him. Uh, Danny Obvious played pretty well off the bench. I would assume around 30 minutes from him. Makes him a fair option in the mid-range. Don't think I get to KCP. Don't think I get to Rui. Santa Ransky had like 15 assists last game at 13 and 10 with no points in 27 minutes. Um, but I think again, a relatively safe value play 25 to 30 minutes is a pretty fair guess. He does have that small forward eligibility, which is nice. Kisper, maybe around 30 minutes again, has, has to hit a shot slow to, to get value. Gafford will play the backup five will be relatively, product, relatively productive when he's on the court. Uh, but there'll probably be better value that opens up, uh, throughout the day. Toronto and Orlando. So Great matchup here for the Raptors if this game can stay competitive. Siakam and Van Fleet, I think both look pretty solid there at their price points. OG and Garrett Trent in the mid-range are kind of just like fine. I, I'm not excited, but they're okay last piece in plays. Don't think I get to Scotty Barnes at that price. So pretty boring team here for Toronto. I think the main guys, Siakam and Van Fleet, are the guys that look the best. On the Orlando side, I just don't know if I can touch this team right now. Uh, they're spreading out the minutes. I just... Carter Jr.'s questionable. Sure, if he misses... Yeah, you can look to like Franz or Okiki or maybe a Mo Wagner. I just don't think I want to mess with this team on a um, on a 10-game slate. If you think the game stays competitive, you can take a shot on like Cole Anthony or Mo Bamba. Um, but yeah, this team is frustrating. Like they dust like why are you playing Robin Lopez? Why are you playing him minutes down the stretch? That that's what I you're playing him like 15 to 20 minutes a game. Why are we playing Robin Lopez? Uh, it just some teams' decision-making is just... Oh. Brogdon, questionable. He's not playing for the rest. Of the, just list him out for the year. Would you already? I mean, my God. Um, Halburn, tough spot. Find GBP plays. Same with Buddy Heald. Uh, once again, listing a lot of guys is questionable. I think Goga plays. Bursett and Jackson, more up in the air. They missed the last couple games. Um, Terry Taylor, if those two guys missed, started, played big minutes, he'd be a fair value play. Anderson should play over 30 minutes. If those two guys are out, it'd be a fine value. But it's we gotta wait for news, and it's awful, also an awful matchup on the Boston side. So, like, if you think the game's is competitive, Tatum and Brown do have a ceiling. No Robert Williams, Horford, I think looks pretty safe in the mid range. But you do have to factor in potential blowout risk in a competitive game. You should play low thirties minutes. And a guy that kind of stuffed the stat sheet, Mark Smart, another guy that's kind of fine. Should play over thirty minutes. Um, don't think I get to anyone else though on the Boston side. Uh, Sacramento and Houston. I mean, you guys knew I was all over this game last game last slate. I like it again. Prices didn't move a ton. So David Mitchell, eight K. Um, phenomenal matchup. He's going to play about 40 minutes. So um, I think he's a good option in the mid-range. Uh, he did have, he started off really hot, kind of cool off there in the second half, but like the upside of Mitchell, Harrison Barnes, I mean, he's getting the minutes, but he's really not doing much. Can we just talk about 
every single year with Harrison Barnes, it's the same story. And I talked about it, it tilted me beyond belief for the first month. But every month or every year at the beginning of the year, Harrison Barnes is an MVP candidate. It's been the last three years where the first month of the season, he averages like 45 fantasy points a game. And then he just does nothing the rest of the year. And it's every season. Like it's unbelievable how, so next year, when the year starts, just lock in Harrison Barnes every uh, day for the first uh, few weeks. But yeah, I mean, you would think he would do more offensively, but he's still kind of just standing in the corner. Trey Lyle, 6K, I think is a fair option in the mid-range. Low to mid-30s minutes is a pretty good guess, I would say. Uh, DiVincenzo should play around 30 minutes. I think that's totally fine. Don't love it. Don't hate it. Again, you guys knew my late pivot woes from Damian Jones. I pivoted off of him once we got Alex Lund, who was originally out, ruled back in. Alex Lund played four minutes. Damian Jones played 34, and he absolutely smashed. But, but, when I actually played Damian Jones, he picked up his fourth foul to begin the second half. Didn't come back in until the one-minute mark of the fourth. And as you know, if someone I don't have that's chalk gets in foul trouble, like Marvin Bagley, the previous slate, they're staying in the game. Um, so yeah, Damian Jones, if he gets someone minutes last game, he is underpriced. Not sure if, if he does, but if he does, the ceiling is clearly there. Metsu at 4K, I think there's probably going to be better value. Justin Holiday barely played last game. Lamb played a little bit more. He played 24 minutes. Lamb's actually a pretty good point per minute guy. No confidence in some minutes, but I'll say this. If I knew for sure Jamie Lamb's going to play 25 minutes, I would probably play him tomorrow. And then as I mentioned, Alex Len was out and then in and played four minutes. So that was uh, no fun. Oh, sorry about that, guys. I felt that. Uh, you know one of those uh, sneezes, you just felt it coming. I felt that coming for like 20 seconds. But all right, on the Houston side, oh, we got to keep an eye on my boy, Sengun, who is currently questionable. If he can't go, it's going to be more usage for the guards in KPJ and Jalen Green. KBJ 7.5, I still think is a little bit underpriced. Obviously, 70, we're not going to expect that again. But um, if there's no Sengun, I mean, this offense is just going to be KBJ and Jalen Green. So, would like both. Both should play huge minutes, too, if the game stays competitive. Um, so, I like them both. I think KBJ is a little bit safer than Green. Green a little bit more score independent. But uh, 24 and 25 shot attempts over the last couple of games for Jalen Green. Jayshon Tate was massive chalk last game. He was a boss. He didn't really get a minutes bump. Playable, but I don't love the price point on him. Christopher off the bench, played like mid-20s minutes. I think he's fine. He'll be productive when he's on the court, but the price would come up about $1,000. Where I'm interested in is if Sengun is out, the two bigs, Garuba and Fernando. So Garuba started to play 26 minutes. Not a super productive player, but he is only 3-6. And then Bruno Fernando, a little bit better of a point from a guy, played 22 off the bench. I went for a double-double. So, um you know, keep an eye on the Sengun news, but if he's out, you can definitely look to those value plays. Like, KJ would be fine. He didn't get the backup five run, as I thought, though. Uh, I thought he would. They dusted off Fernando and played him and, and KJ at the four. So, I don't like KJ as much playing the four as opposed to the five. All right, Phoenix and Memphis. So, on the Memphis side, they're resting a lot of guys. So, maybe a little bit of blow at risk, but Memphis will probably somehow find a way to win this game, even with resting, like, all their main guys now. Um, on the Phoenix side, Booker, Paul, both have a ceiling. Paul's a little bit safer than Booker. Um, both in a competitive game should play mid-30s minutes. Eight in the seals price spot right. Mikel Bridges is a safe play in the mid-range. Right now, he's just playing like 40 minutes a game. He's not a super productive player, obviously a good defender. But, yeah, if you think a game two is competitive, you can play him. Um, 
And then McGee is probable. Again, I think there's better value in the slate, but he should play the backup five. And we know he's going to be super, super productive. So if not a lot of uh, other value opens up, then you can take a shot at Jamel McGee. Most likely plays about 15 or so minutes. Uh, and again, he'll be super productive when he's on the court on the Memphis side. So here we go. Pretty important piece of this slate. Uh, no jaw. Bain, Triple J, Tyus, and Adams all doubtful. So not expecting them to play. Um, I believe it's going to be 10 active players here for Memphis. Still, again, they have such a deep bench. So Brooks should be one. Melton, two. Slow-mo, three. Clark, four. Zyra Williams, five. Contrar, six. Xavier Tillman, seven. Santiel Dama, eight. And then Yves, Yves Pons, whatever that is, is nine. And Jarrett Culver's 10. So I believe they're still going to have 10 active players, even missing like half their team. Um, so starting lineup, I would think it is going to be Melton at the point, Brooks at the two, Zaire Williams at the three, Sloma at the four, Clark at the five. I, I would think that's the starting lineup. Um, so Brooks and Melton might shoot 30 times each. Um, so obviously like the upside in Brooks, he is somewhat score independent, but again, he's going to have like the team, him and Melton, uh, should just dominate this usage. Melton, a good point per minute guy. So I like both those guys, um, in, in Brooks and in Melton. Um, uh, I think they're just going to chuck up a ton of shots. Kyle Anderson, I think is a safe value should start the four should play close to 30 minutes or so in a competitive game. I think he looks pretty safe. Um, I really like both the bigs in Clark and Tillman. They're good point per minute guys, and you should uh, expect a pretty big minutes bump here for both. So I like Clark and I like Tillman. They could start them both together, but I would think um, um, that only one of them starts. So either way, though, again, I really like both the bigs in Clark and in Tillman. Zaire Williams uh, should play some pretty big minutes. Not a super productive player, but he's very, very cheap. I think I'd rather go to a guy like Conchar over Zaire Williams. Conchar just a more productive player when he's on the court as opposed to Zaire Williams. And then like the 3K guys like Aldama and Pons and Culver. I don't know if it's necessary to take a shot in those guys. So um, yeah, let's move on to the Clippers and the Bucks. This Clippers team, they're really pissing me off. They're really pissing me off. Hi, Lou. Mm, Reggie Jackson's in the 30 minutes limit. 45 minutes tonight. Mm, Nick Batum, 18 minutes. 30 minutes. Marcus Moulin, just no regard to that minutes limit. Just play everyone 40 minutes. Complete lie. Paul George. Um, we'll see if he plays in a back-to-back. -back. Uh, I'm not sure if he does. So we'll keep an eye on this news. If he plays, you can use him for tournaments. Didn't play a ton. I think he played around 30 minutes tonight. If he misses, then the Clippers become more interesting. Obviously, there would be some blowout risk, but like Reggie and Morris and the secondary options would all look a lot better if Paul George is out. The bigs and Zubats and Hardstein split the set of minutes, but, um, you know, for whoever closes, it's kind of a toss-up between the two. So like... I don't know to do this team right now. It's kind of dependent on Paul George news. Um, so we'll keep an eye on news. I actually wouldn't even be shocked if they like rest some of the veterans here in a game on the road against the Bucks. Like I would not be shocked if they rest like George and Reggie and Morris and Batum and just throw out like a G League team. Um, that's possible, I think, on a back-to-back -back on the road against Milwaukee. So just keep an eye on the news here for the Clippers. But again, really, really pissing me off. All right, the Bucks. 
Janssen to the combo, 11-7. Um, if, if he does end up playing, uh, which I assume that they will, but we'll see. Um, great option, great matchup. He's playing big minutes right now. No issue with, with Giannis. Drew Milton, more secondary options. Brooke Lopez, I just... Watching him play is just so frustrating when you have just trots with cement on his feet. He is slower than slow-mo Kyle Anderson, and there's no debate about it. There's no one slower than Brooke Lopez. So he's probably going to go for like 40 tomorrow and just really salt in the wound. But um, yeah, outside of Giannis, I don't know if there's anything that stands out for Milwaukee. All right, Detroit and OKC. So two bad teams going up against each other. Uh, Detroit's been playing pretty well of late. They beat Philadelphia tonight. Um, crazy stuff. Also, Marvin Bagley injured. Don't expect him to play. So we could have some value here. Kate Cunningham, I would think, plays mid-30s minutes. Um, I think he's a decent option in both formats just because uh, Detroit's shorthanded. It's a great matchup. Sadiq Bay is fine. He's just such a frustrating roster. He's going for 50. He's going for 15. There's no in-between with Sadiq Bay. It's really, really frustrating. Isaiah Stewart, I think, is a decent option in the mid-range. Probably sees 25 to 30 minutes. Killian Hayes at 4-4. Um, I would think he plays 25 to 30 minutes. Fair value play. But the interesting value is going to be who starts for Marvin Bagley. They can do a couple different things. They could start a small ball lineup and start like three guards and move Killian Hayes in the starting lineup, move Sadiq Bay down to the four. Or... They could go to Isaiah Livers or Braxton Key, who I still believe is a fake person, um, as options. So Isaiah Livers, the Michigan product, uh, could be picking up a start in this game, or it could be Braxton Key. So keep an eye on that news. If one of those guys starts, sure, you can play them. Neither are super productive, but yeah, they could be potential value plays. So um, monitor the, the Bagley news there on the Thunder side. So we already got news that Trey Mann is out, so... Should be an eight-man rotation with JRE being limited. So I think the Thunder guys look pretty good. Now, Pokashevsky 7K, for some reason, only played 29 minutes. I would expect, though, in a competitive game, they would want to play him as many minutes as, you, as he could handle. So I would think he plays like 35 minutes in this game, which makes him a viable option. Maladon finally getting a pretty big bump to 6.8K. Still think he's a solid option that should play big minutes, but no longer a priority. Uh, Isaiah Roby uh, does have a super high ceiling. Also has shown a floor, though. He's just kind of been up and down. If you just look at the last five games, 12, then 44, then 28, then 55, then 29. Um, Wiggins at 5K should see big minutes, but the price point feels about right for him. Some of these more made-up players like Vit and Lindy Waters, um, they're viable values. Vit shot 1 of 10, still went for 26 fancy points last game. Lindy Waters uh, went for 36 fancy points, so both those cheap guys are in play. Olivier Saar hasn't really been great, uh, you know, when he's been out there, besides that last game where he's actually pretty productive in 26 minutes. Uh, but I think he's a fair value play. I don't think I get to JRE at 3-4 just because I would assume they still take it easy on his minutes. Portland and San Antonio, so I don't know if I can get to anyone in Portland. Um, they have 11 active players. They played 10 last game, which is what I was worried about. There's everyone playing at 25 minutes. That's basically what it was. You saw, like, Eubanks, I think, play the most at, like, 31. But everyone else played just, like, 25 minutes. So if you want to take a shot at Eubanks in a revenge game, I guess you can do that. But I just don't know if I can stomach this on a 10-gamer. So, I mean, honestly, maybe a guy like Reggie Perry. Uh, he's actually not a bad point for a guy. He's only 3.4. Uh, he had massive foul trouble. If he plays, like, 20 minutes, then I could see it maybe. But 
Uh, I don't think I'll be touching this Portland team. On the San Antonio side, well, you have to factor in the blowout risk because this Portland team is just awful. So uh, you do have to, you know, remember that. But Murray in a competitive game is in a great, great spot. Um, so like his ceiling if the game can stay competitive. The rest of San Antonio, though, I mean, they're all secondary plays. Pirtle, Johnson, Vassell. I, I will mention Josh Richardson has played extremely well of late, but, like, I don't know if I want to play him. Lonnie Walker barely, barely played. Zach Collins was in a little bit of foul trouble last game. Would expect him to go to go back to around 20 minutes. But, yeah, um, uh, outside of, of Murray, there's not a lot that I love. Minnesota and Denver, another team that, you know, I just – Minnesota – frustrates me cat at nine six fine for tournaments anthony edwards probably him and d lower a little bit easier to get to because they're cheaper ant-man is so up and down i've never gotten this guy right d'angelo russell is extremely cheap again they've been involved in a ton of blowouts recently so his minutes have been around like 30 even in competitive games though they've kind of been taking it easy on his minutes so we'll see like if i knew for sure d'angelo russell is going to play 36 minutes tomorrow i would like him a good amount um, I just don't know what the minutes are going to be for him in a competitive game. So we haven't seen one in a while, right? So D'Lo in play, uh, the, the price does seem pretty cheap. Pat, Patrick Beverly's fine. He'll play 25 to 30 minutes. Noel probably sees 20, 25 minutes on the bench. Playable, but I think there's better value on the slate. On the Denver side, Nicole Jokic, 12-5. Um, it's Jokic, so he looks good. He's gone for 70, three straight games. If you have the salary for Jokic, I think he's a good option. The rest of Denver, they all look similar. Gordon and Barton and Morris are all secondary plays. Bones has shown a ceiling, but his minutes, not super secure. I'll always mention Boogie Cousins because if something happens to Jokic, he can break a slate and he's cheap, right? He's only 3-6. So if you get Jokic fall trouble or if you get a blowout, Cousins has that upside to break a slate. So I will always mention him because... Again, he has that ceiling. And finally, the Pelicans and the Lakers. So on the Pelicans side of the big three, CJ, JV, and Ingram, I think it's JV that looks the best. Right now, he's getting a pretty big minutes bump. For a while this season, he was only playing around 30 minutes. Last few uh, competitive games, 34 uh, in a blowout, 37, and then 35. So if we're getting like 35 minutes again from JV, I do think 8-1 is a little bit too cheap. As far as CJ and Ingram goes, keep an eye on Ingram news. See if we get anything. Uh, they're kind of taking it easy on his minutes, but he's still been pretty productive when he's on the court. So also a revenge spot for what it's worth. I just don't know if I can get to the value, though, on the Pelicans. Um, I guess Larry Nance is probably the guy I would look to. Should see around 20 minutes. Can kind of do everything for the team. But mainly, mainly the main guys on the Lakers side. We'll see what the minutes shake out to tonight. Also, keep an eye on Anthony Davis, who plans to return Friday. So that throws a wrench into, into some of the Lakers things. I believe LeBron also hopeful to return for Friday's matchup. So we could have both LeBron and AD back. So it's really hard to say right now. If they're both back, um, I don't know if I get to anyone on this team because I would assume they somewhat limited their minutes. If they're both back and there's no limitations, then I like AD at 8-9, but I would be shocked if they, if they play and there's no limitations. If they're both out, then we can start looking to guys like Monk and Westbrook, like Dwight if he starts, um, some of the gross values. So Lakers, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that news. Um, but yeah, guys, that is going to do it for Friday's video. So um, if you do enjoy the YouTube content, again, just make sure to hit the like button. Uh, it does help me out a ton. I um, appreciate you guys. Hope you guys have a good night and I will see everyone in the next video.